Welcome to Crest to Crest AM, a sub-podcast of Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, a podcast where I ask the question, Whatever Happened to the Pizza at McDonald's? I'm your host, Brian Thompson. On today's episode, we stretch our minds to the breaking point as we ponder the question, did McDonald's pizza ever exist at all? But first, a message from our sponsor. When the bombs drop, do you think you will transform into an atomic shadow? Think again. With a wind-up radio from the Sea Crane Company, you will be safe from bombs. Batteries can die, and the electrical grid can be brought down by foreign people with laptops. But with the wind-up radio, you won't need either one. Wind it up and let the information pour in. Where is a bunker to survive the bombs? Someone on the radio will say, Wind-up radios from the Sea Crane Company. You won't be a shadow. You will be flesh. Recently, a film called Shazam made the news. It stars the large comedian Sinbad as a genie named Shazam, and it was released in the early 1990s, the heyday of McDonald's pizza. Just one problem. It wasn't. While there is a film called Kazam that stars the large basketball player Shaquille O'Neal as a genie, there is no such movie called Shazam starring Sinbad. But many people the world over insist that there is. Some remember the fictional film so fondly that they consider it an important part of their childhoods. Perhaps these people are mistaken, or perhaps they are liars. But also, perhaps, their memories of the film Shazam are real. But the movie existed in an alternate dimension. This theory is known as the Mandela Effect, named after a similar phenomenon wherein many people have vivid memories of Nelson Mandela dying in prison. According to reports, he did not. But, according to these people, he did. Could both be true, but on different planes of existence? As a journalist, facts are important to me. Specifically, the facts that McDonald's pizza used to exist, and now, for all intents and purposes, it does not. I remember pizza at McDonald's, and many of you have corresponded with me to share your own memories. Some of you worked at McDonald's and made it yourself. Some simply consumed it. And I have been able to uncover contemporary newspaper accounts of McDonald's pizza's existence, plus advertisements for McDonald's pizza on YouTube. But while I lean toward the idea that McDonald's pizza did in fact exist, its almost complete disappearance from our world stretches the limits of credulity. A full-sized pizza, available cooked in mere minutes at the world's favorite restaurant and offered at a value that belies its perfectly adequate taste? Who would simply pull the plug on such an item? Well, perhaps the plug was not pulled at all. But those of us who remember McDonald's pizza simply shifted into this current McDonald's pizza-free dimension. After a short break, I will find out how plausible this theory really is. Who knew drinking silver could keep you healthy? The Sea Crane Company knew. Colloidal silver from the Sea Crane Company. Just drink some, and you will never get sick. Is it silver like the metal? Yes, it is. Is it medicine? Of a sort. All the benefits of medicine, but you get to drink silver. Colloidal silver, that is. From the Sea Crane Company. On the line with me right now is physicist Roger Nash. Mr. Nash... Welcome to Crest to Crest. Thanks very much. First things first, do parallel realities exist? 
Uh, insofar as we can tell, there's a mathematical possibility that they do, and as such, maths being the framework of the universe, that kind of in my head means to determine that, that yes, they do. Might it be possible to travel between realities? It's certainly been proposed as an idea over and over again, um, much like any uh, change between dimensional um, layers, if you like, is a nice word of, uh, of choice. Uh, there may be a chance. Um, there's certainly some evidence to say that uh, black holes can, can move uh, because of the huge potentials of energy that exist there. There may be an opportunity to move between dimensions, yeah. Can you tell us what exactly is a dimension? So you've got the standard three we all, we all sort of regard as spatial dimensions. Your X, your Y, and your Z. So you're forward, you're backwards, you're left, you're right, and you're up, and you're down. Um, on top of that, if you want to start thinking a little bit more in terms of the extra dimensions physicists talk about, obviously it's very difficult to uh, envisage these things because we live in three dimensions. Um, but a nice easy way of sort of introducing the idea is that time is a dimension. So you have X, Y, and Z, and then you have time going in little steps, um, discrete packages, as with everything quantum, uh, where it's X, Y, and Z moves in the direction of time. Uh, and if you start seeing that as a direction, you can go forwards and backwards in it. We obviously see it in one way, which is forwards, which is probably more to do with the entropic nightmare of our, our, our universe. But uh, uh, extra dimensions would be, so say, just like there's a, a 90 degree between an X and a Y, a 90 degree movement between uh, 90 degree between a Y and a Z. If you can imagine outside of those three into a fourth dimensional space, there would be another 90 degrees and an uh, angle to all of those things, and then that's your, your new dimension, that's your new direction. If you were a person who existed in one reality and then traveled to another reality, how plausible would it be that you would retain memories from your previous reality? So I want to be very careful here. Um, dimensionality and realities uh, are two very separate things. So you have dimensions, uh, like I say, X, Y, Z, maybe uh, another, another. I think we're up to 10 plus one at the moment, so 10 of those plus time. Uh, realities uh, are a separate thing entirely. So you have a choice that gets made in any universe. This is the current thinking in parallel worlds. Uh, you have a choice that gets made at a quantum level, and at that choice, uh, there is a split in worlds. So you get a new reality from that. The questions you've asked about dimensionality and the possibility to travel between dimensions, it, it's not uh, the same as between realities. Um, so let's, let's, let's head back and start again with, with the same question, but with the word reality there. Can you uh, travel between realities? Um, I, my guess, and it is, it is a guess, is that yes, you can. Again, it's because the maths is there to sort of back that up. It's a possibility, and therefore you can't ignore it as, as, a, as a reality. So how would you be able to do that? I've always guessed that the way to communicate or to drag dimensions together or realities together would be via uh, electromagnetic uh, means. Have you ever heard of the phenomenon known as fiction kin? Say again? Fiction kin? Fiction kin. Fiction kin are deeply insane human beings who believe that in a past life they were fictional characters. For example, okay. someone might see the movie RoboCop and remember actually being RoboCop. And the idea is, is that in another reality, there was a RoboCop and this person was, in fact, RoboCop. Does that make any I sense? Um, <laughs> oh, God, this is a big one. 
so uh, I've, I've come across uh, this this kind of thing before. Uh, people who thought they were Richard the Third and you know all of this stuff. There's there's deeper things than this. So people who have uh, children who have been born and then been taken to a place where they thought they lived once and been able to explain the exact mapping of a building without ever having been there. There's quite a lot of documentation about this sort of thing. I don't know how much of it is is contracts. I don't know uh, how much of it is is you know possible. By progression, I suppose it's, it's it's a possibility. The way I've always looked at this uh, and the Mandela problem, which is the, the topic of different thing, um, is that you, I mean, you have the ability to affect things at a distance. Uh, we all do. Um, there are various levels of belief in this because it's not been investigated very well. It's something the science community sort of laughs at a little bit. Um, there's more important stuff to do, and you don't get research funding for this kind of crap, which is a shame. So uh, the ability to, to uh, affect other people is, is a very interesting one. So my electrostatic and electromagnetic um, energy uh, that I have around my body, because I am made of atoms which are intrinsically electromagnetic and electrostatic, um, will affect someone else's. If you have, you see this with magnets, you see this with um, static charges. If you uh, move one magnet towards another magnet, you see it affect the other magnet at a distance. It turns around or goes towards it or whatever the, the attractive or repulsive forces are there. Very much the same with every kind of atom that there is. Um, they all have parts which are negative and parts which are positive. Uh, and if you move atoms together, they affect each other um, at a distance. We see it from a macro point of view. We see this, this tiny world uh, as a collection, as an average of lots of things doing it. So we, we think that you know things touch Things never touch. Um, the atoms close to the surface of your skin, if you hold your two fingers together, are always pushing against each other. They don't join. There's always a thin, tiny, tiny layer uh, at which those atoms are repelling each other. So it is still action at a distance. With your brain, um, we don't know enough about how it works uh, to be able to start making the kind of points I'm about to start making. But I'll make them anyway, because I'm quite freewheeling with this kind of stuff. Um, it's one man's belief, you must understand that. And it is belief because I have no hard evidence of this. But uh, certainly uh, you must have had a phone call where you knew someone was about to phone. You just knew that that guy was about to call way before the phone rang and you picked up his phone and sure enough it was, you know, your dad or whatever it was. Um, there's something about the electromagnetic spectrum which seems to be able to interfere with our brains in a structured way. And this is my problem with this belief is that the structure is so complex that I can't possibly understand how that signal interferes, interacts with it. But the potential for interaction is there. Now that's just in this reality, in this set of dimensions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, imagine, if you will, that you can interact from another set of dimensions to someone else's brain and move some atoms around in there, move the sodium atoms, which, which you use as receptors and the rest of it, uh, the ions which are flowing, be affected and be affected in a structured manner to make someone think differently. That would be the only way I could see this uh, effect coming through in the real world, but it's pretty far-fetched. So it's possible that someone from another reality where McDonald's still serves pizza is sending us information about McDonald's pizza? It's entirely possible. I think, again, the idea that you could work out a way to structure it to uh, have a definite effect in another 
they pushed me back into <laughs> that lazy thought. Um, but the, the, the points are the same. But yes, uh, not just can they, I mean, by necessity it must. So this is happening all of the time, but maybe some things are stronger than others for reasons that I don't get. Um, and maybe, you know, the pizza thing is, is a, it was a big peak in, in, uh, in whichever potential you need to communicate across boundaries like that. Well, it certainly made a huge impact in my reality. <laughs> Excellent. Did, did McDonald's ever actually serve pizza, by the way? Well, according to my research, yes, they did. But there seems to be no reasonable explanation for why they stopped. So it seems possible that perhaps any memory of them serving pizza in the first place may be a false memory or a memory from another reality. But oh I'm... God, we, we don't just have to deal with fake news. It's now fake memories. Yes, it's very confusing and very frustrating. So I take it you don't remember when McDonald's served pizza? Uh, I barely remember McDonald's uh, serving anything. I, I don't go there very often, I must admit. So if they started serving pizza, you wouldn't try it? Uh, probably not, no. Uh, I'm, I'm very fond of, of uh, whole foods from sources which I'm comfortable and aware of. <laughs> well, thank you for your candor. You're very, very welcome, and thank you for calling. Once again, today's episode of Crest to Crest AM, a sub-podcast of Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, is brought to you by The Sea Crane Company, helping you survive when the government wants to kill you. For more information about Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's, including breaking news and updates, follow us on Twitter at at PizzaAtMcDee's and find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PizzaAtMcDee's. Do you know what happened to Pizza at McDonald's? Do you remember it? How did it taste? Please send all correspondence to pizzaatmcdonalds at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you like the show, consider leaving a review. I'm Brian Thompson. Oh,